This is Shakespeare, Closely Read. I'm your host, Mark Naftal. In this podcast, I read the works of William Shakespeare and other authors in the public domain. In addition to reading these works in their entirety, I will stop frequently to comment on the text, its meaning, and lessons to be drawn. This is a place for lovers of Shakespeare's words, words, words. I delight in the beauty of his language and believe through this beauty we can find truth in how to live a virtuous life. I hope this podcast can help students understand Shakespeare better and how to appreciate his sometimes difficult language. Maybe you can use it to write you, help you write papers or study for tests. Drop me an email at shakespeareclosely at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, alternative interpretations, or would like some help. Let us begin. Last episode, we began the delightful play, Much Ado About Nothing. We finished Act 1, so let's dive right into Act 2, Scene 1. Enter Leonato, his, his brother, Hero, his daughter, and Beatrice, his niece, with Ursula and Margaret. Leonato, was not Count John here at supper? Leonato's brother, I saw him not. Beatrice, how tartly that gentleman looks. I never can see him, but I am heartburned an hour after. That's an interesting uh, image that she's uh, she's heartburned uh, when she sees him. I guess he's something like he's disagreeable to eat. Hero, he is of a very melancholy disposition. Beatrice, he were an excellent man that were made just in the midway between him and Benedict. The one is too like an image and says nothing, and the other too like my lady's eldest son, ever more tattling. Okay, so uh, Beatrice is again uh, rattling on against uh, Benedict, of course, who is her, her one true love, but she just can't admit it. Uh, back to the text, Leonato. Then half Signor Benedict's tongue and Count John's ma- mouth and half John Count John's melancholy in Signor Benedict's face. Beatrice, with a good leg and a good foot, uncle, and money enough in his purse, such a man would win any woman in the world if he could get her goodwill. Leonato, by my troth, niece, thou wilt never get thee a husband if thou be so shrewd of thy tongue. Leonato's breath and face, she's too cursed. Beatrice, too cursed is more than cursed. I shall lessen God's sending that way, for it is said God sends a cursed cow short horns. But to a cow too cursed, he sends none. Okay, uh, must be a proverb there. God sends a cursed cow short horns. I guess because uh, cows would like longhorns. I guess it'd be longhorn cattle. Uh, back to the text, Leonardo. So by being too cursed, God will send you no horns. Okay, so again, about the uh, going on about the cuckolding, I suppose, and the horns. Uh, Beatrice, just if he send me no husband, for the which blessing I am at him upon my knees every morning and evening. Lord, I could not endure a husband with a beard on his face. I'd rather lie in the woolen. Leonato, you may light on a husband that hath no beard. Beatrice, what should I do with him? Dress him in my apparel and make him my waiting gentlewoman? He that hath a beard is more than a youth, and he that hath no beard is less than a man, and he that is more than a youth is not for me, and he that is less than a man I am not for him. Therefore, I will even take sixpence in earnest of the beard, beer herd, bear herd, not beer, beard herd. I guess there's a play there on beer and beard. Uh, let's see, back to the text. Let me pick up there again. Therefore, I will even take sixpence in earnest of the beer herd and lead his apes into hell. Leonato, what then? Go you into hell? Beatrice, no, but to the gate, 
and there will the devil meet me like an old cuckold with horns on his head and say, get you to heaven, Beatrice, get you to heaven. There is no place for you maids. Here's no place for you maids. So deliver I up my apes and away to St. Peter for the heavens. He shows me where the bachelors sit and there live we as merry as the day is long. Leonardo's brother to hero. Well, at least I trust you will be ruled by your father. So this is uh, the match they're thinking they're going to get with the prince, Beatrice. Yes, Faith, it is my cousin's duty to make curtsy and say, Father, as it please you. But yet for all that cousin, let him be a handsome fellow, or else make another curtsy and say, Father, as it please me, Leonato. Well, niece, I hope to see you one day fitted with a husband, Beatrice. Not till God make men of some other metal than earth. Would it not grieve a woman to be overmastered with a piece of valiant dust to make an account of her life like, like to a clod of a wayward moral? No, Uncle, I'll none. Adam's sons are my brethren, and truly I hold it a sin to be in my kindred. Okay, so she's saying that uh, Adam's son, that is every man or her kindred, and it would be incest to, uh, to marry one of them. Leonato to Hero, daughter, remember what I told you. If the prince do solicit you in that kind, you know your answer, Beatrice. The fault will be in the music, cousin, if you be not wooed in good time. If the prince be too important, tell him there is measure in everything, and so dance out the answer. For hear me, Hero, wooing, wedding, and repenting is a scotch jig, a measure and a syncopace. The first suit is hot and hasty like a scotch jig and as full and full as fantastical the wedding mannerly modest as a measure full of state and ancientry and then comes repentance and with his bad legs falls into the syntica base faster and faster till he sink into his grave leonardo cousin you apprehend passing shrewdly beatrice i have a good eye uncle i can see a church by daylight leonardo the revelers are entering, brother. Make good room. Leonato and his brother step aside. Enter with a drum. Prince Pedro, Claudio, and Benedict. Signor Antonio and Balthazar, all in mass. With Baraccio and Don John. Okay, so we have the whole company of, uh, of men there. But they're all masked. So we'll have some uh, mistaken identity, I'm sure. Back to the text, Prince to Hero. Lady, will you walk about with your friend? They begin to dance, hero. So you walk softly and look sweetly and say nothing. I am yours for the walk, and especially when I walk away, Prince, with me and your company, hero. I may say so when I please, Prince. It will please you to say so, hero. When I like your favor, for God defend the loot should be like the case. Prince, my visor is Philemon's roof. Within the house is Jove. Hero, why then your visor should be thatched. Prince, speak low if you speak love. They move aside. Benedict and Margaret move forward. Benedict to Margaret. Well, I would you did like me, Margaret. So would not I for your own sake, for I have many ill qualities. Benedict, which is one? Margaret, I say my prayers aloud. Benedict, I love you the better, for hearers may cry, Amen. Margaret, God match me with a good dancer. They separate. Okay, so apparently Margaret didn't like the way Benedict was dancing. Benedict moves aside. Balthazar moves forward. Balthazar, amen. Margaret, 
and God keep him out of my sight when the dance is done. Answer, clerk. Uh, so that's like a priest or something. Back to the text, bosses are no more words. The clerk is answered. They move aside. Ursula and Antonio move forward. Ursula, I know you well enough. You are Senor Antonio. Antonio, at a word, I am not. So he denies who he is. Back to the text, Ursula. I know you by the waggling of your head, Antonio. To tell you true, I counterfeit him. Ursula, you could never do him so ill will unless you were the very man. Here's his dry hand up and down. You are he. You are he. Antonio, at a word, I am not. Ursula, come, come. Do you think I do not know you by your excellent wit? Can virtue hide itself? Go to. Mom, you are he. Graces will appear, and there is an end. They move aside. Benedict and Beatrice move forward. Beatrice, will you not tell me who told you so? Benedict, no, you shall pardon me. Beatrice, nor will you tell me who you are? Benedict, not now. Beatrice, that I was disdainful and that I had my good wit out of the hundred merry tales. Well, this was Signor Benedict that said so. Benedict, what's he? Beatrice, I'm sure you know him well enough. Benedict, not I, believe me. Beatrice, did he never make you laugh? Benedict, I pray you, what is he? Beatrice, why, he is the prince's jester, a very dull fool. Only his gift is in devising impossible slanders. None but libertines delight in him, and the commendation is not in his wit, but in his villainy, for he villainy, for he both pleases men and angers them, and then they laugh at him and beat him. I am sure he is in the fleet. I would he had boarded me. Well, that's an interesting image. Uh, he was in the fleet, and he she was asking that uh, he had boarded her. Of course, that's a an image from uh, from sailing ships. Uh, Boring, you know, one boards another. Uh, could be a double meaning there, of course. Benedict, when I know the gentleman, I'll tell him what you say. Beatrice, do to he'll but break a comparison or two on me, which peradventure not marked or not lies, laughed it strikes him into melancholy. And then there's a partridge wing saved, for the fool will eat no supper that night. Music for the dance. We must follow the leaders, Benedict, in every good thing. Beatrice, nay, if they lead to any ill, I will leave them at the next turning. Dance, they all, then uh, exit all except Don John, Baraccio, and Claudio. Don John to Baraccio. Sure, my brother is amorous on hero, and hath withdrawn her father to break with him about it. The ladies follow her, and but one visor remains, Baraccio, and that is Claudio. I know him by his bearing, Don John to Claudio. Are you not Signor Benedict? Claudio, you know me well, I am he. Okay, so Claudio, Claudio is pretending to be Benedict. Don John, Signor, you're very near my brother and his love. He is enamored on hero. I pray you dissuade him from her. She is no equal for his birth. You may do the part of an honest man in it. Claudio, how know you he loves her? Don John, I heard him swear his affection. Baraccio, so did I, and he swore he would marry her tonight. Don John, Come, let us to the banquet. They exit. Claudio remains. Claudio unmasking. Thus answer I in name of Benedict, but hear these ill news with the ears of Claudio. Tis certain so, the prince woos for himself. Friendship is constant in all other things, save in the office and affairs of love. Therefore all hearts in love use their own tongues. 
Let every eye negotiate for itself and trust no agent, for beauty is a witch against whose charms faith melteth into blood. This is an accident of hourly proof, which I must trust in not. Farewell, therefore, hero. So Claudio is ready to give up uh, hero, and he thinks the prince betrayed him. So Don John, uh, I think he, did, he didn't know it. He, he thought, based on the news, that the prince actually did love uh, hero. So, uh, but he's causing mischief nonetheless. Enter Benedict. Benedict, Count Claudio. Claudio, yea, the same. Come, will you go with me? Claudio, whither? Benedict, even to the next willow about your own business country. What fashion will you wear the garland of? About your neck like a usurer's chain? Or under your arm like a lieutenant's scarf? You must wear it one way, for the prince hath got your hero. Okay, so Benedict, uh, is going along apparently everyone thinks that uh, the prince is actually wooing for himself claudio i wish him joy of her so claudio is ready to give up back to the text benedict why that's spoken like an honest drover so they sell bullocks but did you think the prince would have served you thus claudio i pray you leave me benedict oh now you strike like the blind man twas the boy that stole your meat and you'll beat the post claudio if it will not be, I'll leave you. He exits. Benedict. Alas, poor hurt fowl. Now will he creep into sedges, but that my lady Beatrice should know me and not and not know me. The prince's fool. Huh. It may be that I go under that title because I am merry. Yea, but I am so apt to do myself wrong. I'm not so reputed. It is the base the better disposition of Beatrice that puts the world into her person and so gives me out. Well, I'll be revenged as I may. Enter the prince, hero, and Leonato. Prince, now, senor, where's the count? Did you see him, Benedict? Troth, my lord, I have played the part of, of Lady Fame. I found him here as melancholy as, as a lodge in a warren. I told him, and I think I told him true, that your grace had got the goodwill of this young lady, and I offered him my company to a willow tree, either to make him a garland as being forsaken or to bind him up as a rod, being worthy to be whipped. Prince, to be whipped, what's his fault? Benedict, the flat transgression of a schoolboy who, being overjoyed with finding a bird's nest, shows it his companion and he steals it. Prince, would that make a trust a transgression? The transgression is in the stealer. Benedict, Yet it had not been amiss, the rod had been made in the garland too, for the garland he might have worn himself, and the rod he might have bestowed on you, who, as I take it, have stolen his bird's nest. So everyone believes the prince is uh, wooing for himself. Prince, I will but teach them to sing and restore them to the owner. Benedict, if they're singing, answer your saying, by my faith you say honestly. Prince, the Lady Beatrice hath a quarrel to you. The gentleman that danced with her told her she is much wronged by you. Oh, she misused me past the endurance of a block. An oak that with one green leaf on it would have answered her. My very visor was beginning to assume life of scold with her. She told me, not thinking I had been myself, that I was the prince's jester, that I was duller than a great thaw, huddling jest upon jest with such impossible conveyance upon me that I stood like a man at a mark with the whole army shooting at me. She speaks poniards, and every word stabs. If her breath was as terrible as her termination, there was no living near her. She would infect the North Star. I would not marry her, though she were endowed with all that Adam had left him before he transgressed. 
Okay, so uh, there, if, even if she uh, uh, was in a complete state of bliss and as rich as Adam, who uh, uh, before the fall, that is, um, he was like a divine creature, and he still wouldn't marry with her. Back to the text, still Benedict. She would have made Hercules have turned spit, yea, and have cleft his club to make the fire too. Okay, Hercules was usually depicted with a club. Back to the text. Come, talk not of her. You shall you shall find her that infernal eight in good apparel. I would to God some scholar would conjure her, for certainly while she is here, a man may live as quiet in hells in a sanctuary, and people sin upon purpose because they would go hither. So indeed all this quiet horror and perpetration follows her and her Claudio and Beatrice. Look, here she comes, Benedict. Will your grace commend me any service to the world's end? I will go on the slightest errand now to the antipods that you can devise to send me on. I will fetch you a toothpicker now from the furthest inch of Asia, bring you the length of Prester John's foot. Okay, that was a legendary figure. Uh, supposedly was a big big king in the, in the east, uh, sometimes connected with the Holy Grail. Uh, back to the text. Fetch you a hair off the great chum's beard. Do you embassage the pygmies rather than hold three words conference with this harpy? You have no employment for me, Prince. None but to desire your good company. Oh, good, sir. Here's a dish I love not. I cannot endure my lady tongue. Capital L, lady. Capital letter T in tongue. So he, he, uh, he, he, he dubs her that. I remember the very first one we meet uh, Beatrice, she's calling him slanderous names as well. He exits. Prince to Beatrice. Come, lady, come. Have you lost? You have lost the heart of Signor Benedict. Beatrice. Indeed, my lord, he lent it me a while, and I gave him use for it, a double heart for his single one. Mary, once before he wondered of me with false dice. Therefore, your grace may well say I have lost it. Okay, there's hinting there that they were uh, they were lovers at one time, Prince. You have put him down, lady, you have put him down, Beatrice. So it not he should do me, my lord, lest I should prove the mother of fools. Okay, so if she had his children, she'd be a, a mother of fools. Back to the text, El Beatrice. I have brought Count Calio, whom you sent me to seek, Prince. Why, how now, Count? Wherefore are you sad? Claudio, not sad, my lord. Prince, how then sick? Uh, neither, my lord. Beatrice, the count is neither sad nor sick nor merry, nor well, but civil count. Civil is an orange and something of that jealous complexion. <clears throat> okay, we usually depict uh, jealousy as being green, but here uh, uh, Shakespeare is saying uh, that orange is a complexion of jealousy. Maybe uh, that fits better because uh, I think if you're sort of uh, outraged and so forth, you might turn red or I guess orange, Prince. Faith, lady, I think you're blazing to be true, though I'll be sworn if he be so, his conceit is false. Here, Claudio, I have wooed in thy name, and fair hero is one. I have broke with her father, and his goodwill obtained. Name the day of marriage, and God give thee joy. Leonato, take of me my daughter, and with her my fortunes. His grace has made the match, and all grace say amen to it. Okay, so Leonato, at least, and the prince are straight about what's going on. Hopefully, hero is too. Back to the text, Beatrice, speak, Count, tis your cue. Okay, a little uh, play in the play there, I suppose, Claudio. Silence is the perfect herald of joy. I were but little happy if I could say how much, lady, as you are mine, I am yours. I give away myself for you and dote upon the exchange. Beatrice, speak, cousin, 
if you cannot stop his mouth with a kiss and let him not speak neither. Friends, in faith, lady, you have a merry heart. Beatrice, yea, my lord, I thank it, poor fool. It keeps on the windy side of care. My cousin tells him in his ear that he is in her heart. Claudia, and she doth, my cousin. And she, and so she doth, cousin. Beatrice, good lord for alliance. There goes everyone to the world but I, and I am sunburnt. I may sit in a corner and cry, ho, ho, hi, ho, for a husband. Hi, ho, hi, ho. Prince, Lady Beatrice, I will get you one. Beatrice, I would rather have one of your father's getting. Hath your grace ne'er a brother like you? Your father got excellent husbands, but May could come by them. Okay, so she's saying um, she she really wants the prince, or at least a relative. Of course, Don John is his, his brother. I don't think she really wants him. Well, back to the text. Will you have me, lady? Beatrice, no, my lord, unless I might have another for working days. Your grace is too costly to wear every day. But I beseech your grace, pardon me. I was born to speak all mirth and no matter. Prince, your silence most offends me, and to be merry best becomes you, for out of question you were born in a merry hour. No, sure, my lord, my mother cried, but then there was a star danced, and under that was I born. Cousins, God give you joy. Leonato, niece, will you look to those things I told you of? Beatrice, I cry you mercy, uncle, by your grace's pardon. Beatrice exits. Prince, by my troth, a pleasant-spirited lady. Leonato, there is little of the melancholy element in her, my lord. She is never sad, but when she sleeps, not even sad then. For I've heard my daughter say she, she has often dreamt of unhappiness and waked herself with laughing. Prince, she cannot endure to hear tell of a husband. Leonato, oh, by no means. She mocks all her wooers out of suit. Prince, okay, wooers out of suit. That, of course, the wooers present the suits. Uh, there could be a reference there to um, out of suit. Could be a card, a uh, playing card reference. Back to the text, Prince. She were an excellent wife for Benedict. Leonato, oh, Lord, my Lord, if they were but a week married, they would talk themselves mad. Prince, County Claudio, what mean you to go to the church? Claudio, tomorrow, my lord. Time goes on crutches till love have all his rights. Leonato, not till Monday, my dear son, which is it's just a seven night. Okay, so Leonato's telling him, wait a week. Claudio wants to get married tomorrow. Back to the next to Leonato. In a time too brief to have all things answer my mind, Claudio, uh, Prince to Claudio, come you shake the head at so long a breathing. But I warn thee, Claudio, the time shall not go dully by us. I will in the interim undertake one of Hercules' labors, which is to bring Signor Benedict and the Lady Beatrice into a mountain of affection, the one with the other. I would fain have it a match, and I doubt not but to fashion it. If you three will but minister such assistance as I give you direction, Leonato, my lord, I am for you, though it cost me ten nights watching. Claudio, and I, my lord, Prince, and you too, gentle hero, Hero, I will do any modest office, my lord, to help my cousin to a good husband, prince. And Benedict is not the unhopefulest husband that I know. Thus far can I praise him. He is of a noble strain of approved valor and confirmed honesty. I will teach you how to humor your cousin that she fall in love with Benedict. And I, with your two helps, will so practice on Benedict that in despite of his quitwick and his queasy stomach, he shall fall in love with Beatrice. If we can do this, Cupid is no longer an archer. His glory shall be ours, for we are only love. We are only the only love gods. 
going with me and I will tell you my drift. They exit. And that is the end of uh, Act 2, Scene 1. It was a long scene. And so I think we will end there for today. We'll pick up with Act 2, Scene 2 next time. And until then, adieu.